0: to another episode of Deconstructing the Narrative. I am your host and I am also a content creator with Sada Collective. My name is Erica Seja and today I am joined by Diamond. How are you Diamond?
1: I'm well. Um, It's really nice to be here. I was excited going through all the interviews that you did prior to me so I'm really excited to just get into Deconstructing my Narrative.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. So just to begin, how I kind of start off with everybody is just having you kind of describe, you know, a background of just what you do and um, kind of, you know, just explain to us kind of what your role is in the creative field right now.
1: Absolutely. Um, So I feel like it's important for me to one, start with where I'm from, which is Jamaica. So I moved to the U.S. about two years ago, um, and that's when I really actually started going into art. So art for me became something to take my mind off being extremely homesick, um, which I feel like is a common thing that you hear with artists. Like it's always Mm -hmm. express myself, um, this, that, and the other. Um, Mm -hmm. But for me, it, it, it morphed from being just expressing myself to actually Rediscovering a passion that I had for something that I used to when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh well, this was fun to me as a child. But then I grew up, and then I I kept hearing, you don't want to be a struggling artist, mm-hmm. so I did everything but art. And then somehow I I fell back into it when I moved to LA, um, and that's really just what I've been doing. So I've been seriously practicing art for about two years. Behind me, you can actually see one of my paintings.
2: That's awesome, I love that. Thank you for doing that. <laughs>
1: From my newest collection, um, which I only recently named and it's actually going to be called Catharsis. Um, and it's a series of 18 paintings, but this is my second awesome. like, full body of work. And it goes back to me and the reason I'm calling it Catharsis, it, it goes back to me using art as a way to connect to myself and also rediscover something that I had a passion for. So so, that's amazing.
0: Awesome. And, um, just kind of tagging off of your, you know, you kind of described your, that you grew up in Jamaica and I feel like we should really kind of dig deeper into that and kind of, I just want to know what your childhood kind of looked like and how that kind of the experience that you've had, you know, in that, you know, in that time have impacted what you're doing now
1: as well. Right. Okay. So, there are a myriad of things that go into my creative expression um and growing up in jamaica is it, it's very different than being in the u.s and being in the u.s while I'm black i'll get mm-hmm. into that a little bit after this but mm-hmm. like growing up in jamaica um, my mother always supportive of my art she's the type to if i throw something away she'd go into the bin and take it out like this is mm-hmm. art this is perfect i'm like no mother it's in (laughs) cash but she would never think that way so um i've always had that sort of support i grew up on a farm so i was always around a lot of nature a lot of bright vibrant colors and that really just impacted me wanting to create things that are bright that are vibrant that invoke some form of emotion in Mm -hmm. people um so that was my childhood it was young free vibrant spectacular um, but then, you know, you get to a point where you're not, I'm not taking art seriously. I didn't do art for a very long time. I'm like, I'm going to get a business degree and become a fancy business person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, te- I technically did that. And I'm still doing that because I'm not mm-hmm. doing art full time, obviously.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But then I decided, okay, well, where, what, what will I do now? So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, move to the States. So mm-hmm. here I am. And then I start realizing that, I am now being perceived as this thing that I never had to think about before. And that thing Mm -hmm. is being Black. Mm -hmm. Now, in Jamaica, the the term minority isn't a thing. I've never heard anybody refer to anybody else's minority group. Yeah. So I had to rediscover my Blackness. Yeah. And that started the first time I was ever called Colored. In 2018, Mm -hmm. believe it Mm -hmm. or not, Colored. Mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, I have to figure out what does this mean and what should I feel about this? Because Mm -hmm. it's really weird when you like learn about racism and what sparked slavery and everything else, but being in it and being faced with it was a little bit different. And Mm -hmm. um, so I decided to really just explore the term colored. And Mm -hmm. um, I did a series before this and it was a, a, a series of six paintings mixed media like work and it's called colored and colored and colored and mm-hmm. it's colored spelled the way we spell it in jamaica which is with the ou uh-huh. the way it's spelled in the us which is just with with the, which is just with O. yeah um and it's just like in jamaica color just means one thing it means red blue whatever else, right. colorful but here being colored is just like you're an other you mm-hmm. are different you are mm-hmm something that we are not necessarily aware of and we don't Mm -hmm. want to fully understand you.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: I had to work through that. And so my childhood being barred from this perception of who I am just because of the amount of melanin that I coincidentally was born with Mm -hmm. to being in the US where that is something that people actively look at and think and assume my skill set from. Mm-hmm. was um, jarring-ish mm-hmm. and so that's just the huge contrast between growing up in Jamaica growing up in the U.S. and all of that sort of just culminated into me actually directing that into my art instead of saying what is me and I don't know what to do about it.
0: Yeah and um, I want to kind of expand on this discussion of uh, colored artists because I think it's a really big thing um, to kind of discuss and I know a lot of our you know uh, following on SADA Collective is you know there is full of colored artists and I feel like especially right now with everything that's going on in America with all the social issues and stuff and social injustices. Um, you know, we talk a lot about the social injustice as a whole, but I don't think there's a lot that's talked about when it um, relates to like colored artists, like artists of color. Um, and I think that that's something that needs to be talked about. And because you came, I think it's so amazing. That you're kind of speaking about how you came from, you know, this place where that didn't exist at all. And to come here and just be kind of shocked by, you know, um, you know, what you've heard and seen um, in the treatment of colored artists, I think that's really important to kind of discuss. So can you kind of like go further into, I guess, some of the things that you've noticed or injustices that you noticed that are um, colored artists are facing here in America, um, just in general?
1: Yeah, um, this actually goes back to, so when um, I went through the type form with just some of the questions that you might ask, Mm -hmm. and there was a question about um, the role of artists. Mm -hmm. And That specific, my like my my rudimentary answer to that question Mm -hmm. specifically links to what you just asked, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, and the role of artists now, especially the role of black or other um, colored creatives, Mm
2: -hmm. is to be
1: unapologetic with Mm -hmm. our creations and attach Mm -hmm. ourselves to it. So I feel like in today's society, um, when things went to shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. um we turned to art everybody turned to movies they turned to books they turned to music whatever Mm it was it was artistic expression and that's amazing and that's great because hopefully somebody is getting some money out of it and they're able Mm -hmm. to survive but Mm -hmm. what happened is that there has become a disconnect between the art and the artist Mm -hmm. because I think as consumers, we've been desensitized to the creative process. And so we just mm-hmm. think of it as this commodity that is easily accessible.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. So
1: what happens with Black creatives or black, um, or black creatives, Black anything, or whether or not you're, you're Asian, you're Indian, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, what mm-hmm. happens is that you have all of these systems in place to take it from being a Diamond Gordon creation to Mm -hmm. just being this amazing art from this minority group and then Mm -hmm. you have other persons rolling off of that. And so my name is Mm -hmm. taken from it and the other person's name is taken from it. And it becomes Mm -hmm. a thing that people are seeing and consuming but they're not connecting it back to me. And what happens with that is that Mm -hmm. income that could be generated from that isn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see it across the creative field in general We see it when people complain about big stores or big Mm -hmm. brands taking their work and not giving them credit. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like being a person of color should include all of us saying, we're going to create because this brings us joy, Mm -hmm. but we need to attach ourselves to it. Mm -hmm. We need to to unapologetically be ourselves and put Mm -hmm. our ideas out there. But we need you... To realize that this is us when mm-hmm. we create, we're we creating because it's a part of who we are mm-hmm. it is an injustice to us as creatives to remove ourselves from it because you want the convenience of creativity right and I
0: think it's also just like um kind of spoke with one of my last guests about this but just about the fact that um you know, we so label uh, colored artists as colored artists and we forget to mention, like just to realize that they're just artists. And like, I think, it's kind of going along with what you're saying it's kind of you know really difficult for anyone who's consuming the art to detach the fact that it's coming from a colored artist and it just being a work of art like the way you would see like if a white male did a work of art you know what I mean to them that's just a work of art and if we see it that's a work of art and we do connect with the artist and we do take time to do all of these things but um, when it kind of comes from colored artists we kind of just like society will kind of detach the fact that it's a piece of art and will only categorize it under the work of a colored artist. You know what I mean? And I think that that's that right there just yeah. shows the racial injustices that are like, you know, that are evident in like our society. And, you know, I think that's really important that we kind of distinguish the fact that that's not, or take away the, dis- the fact that that's distinguished and kind of group it all together. Cause it is just like, at right. the end of the day we're all artists and we're all creatives and we're all doing the same thing, like you said, which is telling our story. You know what I mean? And, um, I think just you know kind of taking that narrative away from the artist is just yeah. such an injustice and it's just not it's just not right because you guys you know have the right to to tell your story and the same way that anybody else would have the right to tell their exactly. story you know and it's just it's just yeah so i i really think that's a really great piece of advice and something that we really need to focus on as a society especially within the creative industry because um, i think we're failing to kind of focus in on the creative industry. And we're just focusing on the problem as a whole, which it's a huge problem and it is a problem as a whole, but I think in order to t- tackle it, we need to take it, you know, um, industry by industry. And I think the creative industry, which is such a large industry, truly suffers from like these injustices and nobody really talks about those specifically. Exactly. We talk about it as a whole. But yeah. I feel like
1: I'm going off what you're saying, I feel like one of the things that we have to do as creatives, um is to embolden ourselves
2: mm-hmm. and
1: also, be friends or, or network with people who also believe in emboldening or voices because what mm-hmm. happens is that so often we're afraid to be too much mm-hmm. you know? especially because we we just assume that the artistic industry is supposed to be hard to break into we mm-hmm. expect there to be gatekeepers at every mm-hmm. turn and we, when, when one person or a, few, or, or a few people make it through, they think, well, I worked so hard for this, okay. everybody else should have to. And I feel like unless we di- dismantle the system that says there were gatekeepers for me, I'm going to be a gatekeeper for everything else, mm-hmm. until we dismantle that, until we understand that when one wins, everybody else can win. And when one person has a foot in the door, you can keep it open so other persons can come through. Until we do that, I feel like we're always just going to have this very this very rudimentary, this very static view of what can be addressed expression and what can or cannot be successful and that just goes against everything that we're trying that just goes on to perpetuate this whole nonsense of struggling artists when everything that we consume is art based the labels mm-hmm. that you look at the music that you listen to the books that you read that's all art mm-hmm. but as I said before we've, we've we've detached artists from all of that and until mm-hmm. as, a, as a group we realize that collectives are needed we realize mm-hmm. that we can't just depend on galleries to show our work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. once we realize that we have to work together as a group of strong creative people i don't think anything will will necessarily change necessarily change mm-hmm. so. and
0: in your opinion what is the best way to kind of implement those changes like what would what would you recommend for the creative community to do to implement these kinds of things to become like real like real life
1: the, it's sort of like the same thing with politics. Grassroots mm-hmm. organizations.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's really just what it is. Um, mm-hmm. I, I suffered from this a little bit when I, was a, when I was younger, where I thought, oh, well, I can't necessarily provide any form of opportunity to anybody because I'm not extremely wealthy and I don't have mm-hmm. a large gallery behind me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then I realized that I'm an artist and I know other artists.
2: Mm -hmm. so
1: that's the basis of a collective um so in Jamaica we say every little nickel make a muckle (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is a proverb but it's basically like um every small deed or every small amount of something can be combined to do something Mm bigger so Mm -hmm. for me it was realizing that all we need are just like-minded people who share the same passions to come together. Mm -hmm. And going back to what I said before, grassroots organizations, it's a group of artists wherever you are. If you're in downtown LA, if you're in, Mm -hmm. let me not say Hollywood, because whatever. But if you're in downtown LA, LA, if you're in Culver City, wherever you are, if you know five artists, you guys can put together $100 each, $50 each, get Mm -hmm. uh, a, a particular space, and show your work. And so yes. everybody's coming together. Everybody has a little space and it's easier to get people in because now you have five persons doing promo. You have five mm-hmm. persons saying, hey, I'm sharing mm-hmm. art. You have five persons sharing that cost. And I feel like if we continuously do that and not do, it, not, not, not do it under the guise of, oh, well, I'm going to put this together and you need to sell tickets, blah blah, 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 because that's mm-hmm. just really predatory in mm-hmm. the business. If it's really a genuine effort between groups of, among groups of people, rather, my English teacher would hate me for that. If it's really, a, if it's really an, initi- an initiative among a group of persons who really want to actually implement change, that's what they have to do. Find one or two other persons like you, do it. And then next next month, next three months, next six months, you find two other persons. At the end of a year, you can have X amount. And then that's really just like how you build. And I understand that saying it is easier said than done, especially because mm-hmm. as artists, we always have other things happening around us. We always have a day job or we have to take care of our pets or children, whatever it is. But that's why if you happen to find really strong people around you, you can say, oh, I have this task to do, but I have other arrangements. Could you please fill in for me or I could do this? And so as the more people you have, the easier it is for you to fit in your life with Mm -hmm. trying to actually change the industry. Because Mm -hmm. if you're waiting for the gatekeepers of the luxury art industry to turn Mm -hmm. and say, you are spectacular you're not going to get it if you're not a mm-hmm. white male that's mm-hmm. true. yep
0: yeah no it's 100 percent true it's so true it's so difficult and I think that that's so important and could you I, I'm just imagining like for me speaking just like a world where you're walking in Culver City or whatever and there's all these pop-ups with like let's say five artists and them who are showing work and not only do you get to go in there and experience their pieces in real life but you're also getting to have that conversation with the artists as well which is therefore attaching you know their face to their work it's right I think that would be a lot more of a um just communicative and like just like more um interactive experience you know what I mean and I think that you're right we're totally losing that especially with social media because everything's online now um not even just because of COVID but just in general everything is online everyone shows their work online it's all about how many followers you have and who is like watching and who
2: you're I mean, shooting you and who you feel like you're not you know doing I mean? good enough mm-hmm.
1: you know yeah really you know? look at that but mm-hmm. and I and I feel like if if we all come together and let, let 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 me not say let's not take COVID into consideration, but even in COVID times, yeah, um, if if we decide to like come together and even do like a virtual gallery or mm-hmm. put together social media live videos, do interviews like like we're doing now and put it mm-hmm. put it out on our own channels, it will it will probably make art feel a little bit more accessible. Mm-hmm. Because Definitely. a lot of persons think of art as one something that you either don't want to pay money for or something mm-hmm. that's just way too hard to get into, and so they are mm-hmm. afraid, you mm-hmm. know. And I feel like yeah. as artists that are that are trying to art, that are trying to actually find their place in it, <laughs> it's really easy it, not not easy, but it it really should be one of our goals um to just say, listen, I was where you are, and it's going to be a little bit harder, especially as you go along. But mm-hmm. we're all here, and we're all here to say we survived it, and mm-hmm. we're working to make this a feasible career choice for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so interesting to even think about the fact because you know everybody that I've spoke with, every single artist that I spoke with, has mentioned this like this fear that they have of being the starving artist when they started out, because that's what you hear about this industry. Every single time you go hear about someone going into art, whatever, there's always that like doubt in the back of your mind. Like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be successful. I'm not going to be able to raise a family because how am I going to be able to put food on the table? You know what I mean? And um, I think that's something that we've constructed. And a lot of the times, almost the artists I've spoken with have, you know, mentioned that like, you know, that's not true and you just kind of got to get that doubt out of your head. But I just think it's so interesting how everybody has this notion of the art industry and, It's something that we've constructed. Like, we as a society have constructed that, you know? And so it does make it seem like a very unaccessible industry to go into, even though realistically it's not. And it's like, it's all by our actions as artists and what we're doing as artists. So I think that's really interesting that you brought that up. And I really appreciate you kind of chatting with me about that because I really feel like that's just something that needs change. Like, we need to kind of show that this is not a, an impossible thing to do, right? you know what I mean? Like it's just all about the work that you put into it. And exactly. um that collaboration aspect that we're missing out on right now, I feel like um obviously right now with Covid, but also just in general, with social media and everything, it's just so hard to like people feel artists feel most of the time like they're inaccessible. and it's just like it should not be like that. Like we should yeah. feel like it's any other person. Like it should be like almost like if you were to walk into a business, like there's the owner right there, you know, like that same kind of situation, like, feel like there's been such a turn of where um, large artists are kind of being like becoming celebrities you know what I mean so it just feels like impossible to kind of connect with them and connect with their work and like you're not getting that verbal aspect of being able to talk to an artist it just becomes really difficult to kind of um, understand what they're doing so yeah I think that's really important is just kind of bringing that communication aspect back into it and that communicative or that uh, collaborative aspect back into it um, and just getting people to work together and stuff. Um, Yeah, I think that's really great. And I really appreciate you talking with me about that. Um, And so I wanted to move on and talk to you about um, if there's been any instance like within your childhood or maybe just like um, in your life recently since you've moved here um, that has really inspired you and your work. Um, I know you kind of chatted about this a little bit earlier, but um, any like specific, do you have like any specific stories that you can share with us where it was just like a turning point moment for you?
1: There have been a few. I feel like throughout anybody's career, even if it's not art, there will always be a few moments that mm-hmm. you really had to reconsider what you're mm-hmm. doing or it gave you a push towards mm-hmm. continuing. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a few throughout my life. So I believe the first time um, would be when somebody just said, I want to pay for that without mm-hmm. questioning the price. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't yeah. haggle they didn't do anything. They're just like, I want to pay for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The reason I'm bringing that up as like the main one is because, and this goes back to like what I said before, where as artists we often feel like we're too much, or we're asking mm-hmm. too much for the price, or we're charging too much. Yeah. Um, having somebody said, having somebody say, rather, I want that. I mm-hmm. will pay for that. It really allowed me to realize that people would invest in what they think they're what with what they think are important to to them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as an artist I had to stop creating what I think people will like Mm -hmm. because if I did that I would only set myself up for personal trauma when says, oh well I don't want that or whatever else so Mm -hmm. I had to start creating for myself so, I'm okay with my art. And mm-hmm. if somebody sees it and feels emboldened by it or wants to have this part of me in their space, then that's just a happy coincidence that happens. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that was the main one. It's just that people will spend on what they want to spend on, do not take it personally. It is just what it is. And because we've been so deep as a society, we can desensitize the art and art people often feel like they don't want to pay for art because it's too much and I could do that it's just like yeah you could do that but you didn't so shut up yeah (laughs) you know Um,
2: yes (laughs) the the
1: third not the third the second thing was was really just my realization that as a child art was something that came naturally to me and Mm -hmm. as I grew I felt like I had to give it up because because childish things are not for me as a grown adult Mm -hmm. right and when I started working here you know when you're selling your soul to capitalism um, I realized that art was one of those things that actually brought me back it brought me back to feeling better about not being Mm -hmm. home it brought me back to feeling as if I am fine and I'm doing what I should be doing and mm-hmm. so yes I want to make a good living but I also want to create and life is short so I should be able to do both mm-hmm. so that was that was the second thing and the third one that I'd mentioned would literally just be seeing the awe that people experience when they look at my work. Mm-hmm. you know it's really just like um seeing somebody enjoy something that you created is something that I sort of live for
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm, yeah
1: Um, because it everybody looks at it very differently and I Mm -hmm. I like I name my pieces after I create them I don't go in with any expectations as to what they're supposed to look like or what they're Mm -hmm. supposed to evoke when somebody looks at it Mm -hmm. um but seeing people try to understand what I could possibly be thinking, is that it, it, it's enjoyable, it's enjoyable to me. Most of the time they say some very profound, like things like, oh, you know, maybe this is red because you were just feeling so angry in the moment. And I'm like, no, I just ran out of blue paint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, um, oftentimes it's a lot of that. And I find everything about that endearing. So I find it's endearing that people want to pay for my art um, whenever it is that somebody does, that somebody actually does look at it and say, I really want that. I love it. And I appreciate people who actually want to have my work in their space because that's a very personal exchange. Yeah. Like, this is a piece of me and it's going into somewhere where you live every day and you yeah. experience your life. It's a very personal exchange, exchange and I appreciate that every single time somebody purchases my art. Mm-hmm. um The second one is really just me understanding that I'm grown and I can do what I want, and art mm-hmm. is one of those. So, why not?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then the third is <laughs>
1: that I just appreciate people appreciating art, and I feel like art has always been a part of me, and everybody wants to feel appreciated. Yeah. So why not?
0: That's awesome. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to talk because I know you've uh, mentioned a couple of times how um you know your art kind of helped you from being homesick. So I kind of wanted to discuss um what 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 caused the like the move? Why did you move from Jamaica here
1: um specifically was- and specifically to LA? Oh, um, to LA. It mm-hmm. was like, well, where can I survive as a young black immigrant female mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like when you look at the political landscape of America. Mm-hmm. I just felt like the safe bet
0: yeah 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 totally and did you come here to pursue your art or was it more Oh just no no, no. To I, I, and...
1: I, still, I still work in marketing so yes I work in marketing and advertising art is not something that I do full time so oh, okay I've been home for a while
2: mm-hmm. um
1: I've been able to create which is really good right it's,
2: it's,
1: it's stressful because I feel like as creatives we we think that we should always be creating and so mm-hmm. when we're not, we're just like, I am failing at doing yes. the things that I say mm-hmm. I want to do. Yeah, and so
0: I've been there. I'm being yeah. guilty.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so being at home quarantined really worked against me in a certain way where it's just like, mm-hmm. I say I want to create, but I'm not creating. So I feel like I'm failing, but I also do create. And so I guess I should celebrate the little joys too.
0: Totally. Yeah. and Yeah, that's so true. I've totally been there and felt like, there's been months sometimes where I'm not putting out any work and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm such a loser right now, you know, but it's like at the end of the day, like, I don't know, I feel like life comes along and I also feel like, you know, in order to be able to make work, your work is telling your story. And in order to tell your story, you need to live your life sometimes in order to come back and create later. And I feel like if you're forcing work out of yourself constantly, it's not going to be genuine work and it's not going to be work about telling your narrative because if you're so focused on working all the time, like, what story of your life is there to tell, you know? So I think exactly, taking exactly. those breaks, those mental breaks are so good. And like, I've often found that whenever I do that, I come back with like a list of 15 ideas and I'm just ready to go. Instead of like mm-hmm. the times where I felt like I need to keep pushing work out every like week or every few weeks. It's just like, I, it just feels like none of it's genuine at towards the end. And it's just like,
2: mm-hmm. it's not your
0: best stuff, you know? So I think that's really important as well. Um, awesome. And then I kind of wanted to chat with you kind of how COVID has kind of impacted your a uh, process and just kind of what you're doing differently during this time as an artist.
1: Coronavirus itself has probably fueled some of the most reflective artworks that I've ever mm-hmm. created. Um, mm-hmm. The piece that I is from my piece is uh, from my collection called Catharsis, as I mentioned before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it took me, I intended to finish the collection itself um, in like two months. I started planning the collection in February. Like I was sitting mm-hmm. at work one day and I was I wasn't doing anything. So I was just like, yeah. <laughs> find something to do. So I'm sitting in my office and I planned out this collection. And then mm-hmm. March happened and then we started working from home. So I thought, oh, I had so much time. Yeah. <laughs> not this out in like a month and a half. Yeah. So good. And then um what happened was I created the first few and then Mm -hmm. in April um, everything started happening with all the murders and all the social media Mm -hmm. stuff Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: then I started feeling so bad Mm -hmm. and so it was coronavirus plus the racial tension Mm -hmm. and me trying to find some form of normalcy in mm-hmm. all of that for me. And so coronavirus really just stopped my creating. Mm-hmm. I took a hiatus from creating for about three months
2: mm-hmm.
1: because of that. Um, I remember when I when I saw the video of Ahmad Arbery, um, I didn't intend to see it. You know, mm-hmm. like you wake up and I, I'm an old woman, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I wake up and I make my tea and then I watch the news and I read the news.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: in some dysfunctional way, I decided to check Twitter. Mm-hmm. And the video was there.
0: Yeah.
1: And I saw the video, and I watch all the horror. I watch all the gore. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm not used to seeing the images of death. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. But when I saw him drop, I yeah. swear to God, I saw myself drop. Mm-hmm. I saw my brother drop. I saw my mm-hmm. sister. I saw my nieces. I saw everybody that looks like me. I saw our mm-hmm. collective blackness fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had my first anxiety attack. Ever mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. I just could not I had to take a cold shower to yeah. stop from crying mm-hmm. it was terrible and so when all of that happened and then the protest started mm-hmm. and I wanted to go and my mother was just like no you can't go because like you know what are you gonna do if you go and you get hurt blah 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 blah, blah. yeah and so
2: was like,
1: I felt hopeless and I felt mm-hmm. like I'm in this place where this thing is actively affecting me because I mm-hmm. am this person. I am that person that died, and mm-hmm. I am me because mm-hmm. we're all the same. Because mm-hmm. when somebody looks at me, that's what they're seeing, and I, can't, I cannot disconnect myself from that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The coronavirus and the racial tension really negatively impacted me personally and yeah. it negatively impacted me personally it impacted me professionally with my art and so I just could not create mm-hmm. but what happened was I decided to do an exploration of color which mm-hmm. again goes to what I said earlier about being mm-hmm. colored and being mm-hmm. colored mm-hmm. um so I decided to go through a, a a host of different colors um ranging from black to white, but it includes black, blue, green, yellow, orange, red, and it goes through all the different shades. Um, And it's really just me trying to see how best I can attach some form of emotion to the different colors that I'd be using. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's hard for me to explain in any profoundly artistic way what mm-hmm. exactly it is I cannot pretend to even give you the pretentious artist statement that people normally do mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it was really just me trying to make sense of the nonsense batshit crazy time that we're living in and mm-hmm. to, a certain, to, a, to, a, to a certain degree nobody can make sense of it even to this point and even with us talking right now we cannot honestly say that we know what the heck is happening or right. how we're going to get out yeah of it. All we know is just that we're trying to create and we're trying to live and we're trying to provide something that is at least calming personally. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at a certain point, that's all we can hope for. All we Mm -hmm. can hope for is to just survive. Mm Mm-hmm
0: yeah and you know I'm really sorry that you had to experience that and I can never really understand what that feels like, but I know that I did you know go to the, some of the protests and just being there and kind of hearing that you know there is this collective aspect to it is was was really special and I think you know it's just it's just a hard battle that everybody's got to kind of join in on and I've you know everybody has to do their part and I'm you know I, I'm really glad to hear that you kind of you know you found that obviously like that's very mentally draining and you kind of took that mental break from. Creating because I feel like, you know, there were a lot of creatives during that time that felt like because of what was going on, they needed to just push out work to kind of feed their voice, so which of massive. course is very important, you know? And I think that's a very important thing. And I think art is a huge testament to everything that's going on. But at the same time, like, I think just, you know, kind of taking the time to just like soak in what is going on was also something that was really important. And I think it's really amazing that you were able to take that time and do that like as as I'm sure you know everything and you wanted to to make pieces and kind of like you know represent how you were feeling during that time but it's just like you know sometimes you just need that time to reflect and to sit back and think and I think with that situation with the social injustices it was the most important thing to do was to be able to sit back and just like truly understand like what was going on because there's no absolute way to fix the issue without the ability to do that you know what I mean right. so um, that's amazing and I, I think um, you know the fact that you were able to come back and finish out your collection and you know I think it's going to speak a lot louder and it's going to kind of show the, those reflections that you've had you know are going right. to show in your pieces and I think that's amazing
1: you know I was having a conversation with a friend of mine when all of this really started because everybody that was non-black was mm-hmm. reaching out to all their black friends like hey you good mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know Um, but the the conversation was about the fact that everybody will have their place in what's Mm -hmm. happening now Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so to all the creatives that were able to go out and push their work through and create Mm -hmm. all the things that we use on social media and create all the art that we are seeing people putting on magazine covers and putting on posters to all of them like that's spectacular and that's amazing and The the fact that they had the fortitude to put that out, it was Mm -hmm. necessary at the moment, you know, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but my mother would always say that you can't pour from an empty cup.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So everybody has their place in a revolution and it's imperative for us to understand that it's okay to take a mental break. And then when you are fully charged, you can find your place in it. Mm-hmm. Your place doesn't have to be anything as profound as being the Angela Davis of your time, yes, it, it uh-huh. can be creating those social media graphics. It can be talking to all the insensitive white people that you have in your life. Yes, it can mm-hmm. be talking to your other friends who are not white. They're also mm-hmm. like you in America would be considered minorities, but mm-hmm. they were also raised in systems that perpetuate the type of narrative that we want to take away. just existing right like we have to understand that together we're just way better and way Mm -hmm. more than we could ever imagine than Mm -hmm. we are when we try to tribalize ourselves you know when we try Mm -hmm. to, to to segment ourselves into I'm this and you're that and this is what we need to do and that's what you should do and let's not collaborate.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's really important. I think just taking those labels off are just, it just needs to happen, it needs to happen. And I I think it's really important that, you know, that you're talking about this and that people are talking about this. And like you said, just kind of taking the time to even like find your part. And if your part is even just speaking to anyone you know and like, like educating them on the situation, I think there's a big lack of education. Um, as it pertains to everything within this situation, I feel like you know, I've experienced a lot of people that I've spoken with in my personal life, you know, who just truly don't understand, and like even I don't fully, I can never fully understand, but from like what I've taken from it from what I learned from it, from speaking with people when I was out, you know what I mean, I can then therefore bring it back and share that with the people that are around me, and I think that's so important, um, just to get the word out there and so that we can all just realize how how insanely like important this is right now in in our time, and it's just like, I think everybody's just so sick of having these kinds of situations happen and then you know nothing changes and it's like it's not we're not going to stand for that anymore and it's not going to be mm-hmm. a thing anymore like we need to come together and we need to figure it out because um I don't think we can live through this much longer you know what I mean I just I mean, don't
2: think it's-
1: but I I find I I find solace in knowing that it will change yes. maybe not in our generation like mm-hmm. maybe we will not be alive to see if, all the negativity snuffed out of society. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But I find solace in knowing that the generation after us will know that we resisted and they will be emboldened to resist also. And we'll just continue that cycle until it is gone.
2: Mm -hmm. Because
1: hate is the minority here. Mm -hmm. The only thing is that hateful people have positions of power. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really just it. But it will change and it will. Everybody needs to vote. <laughs> Anybody wants exactly.
0: Please use your voice and go vote because that's exactly. at the end of the day, like, going to get us one step closer. So, yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. When you go get, to the voting booth
1: the... and just vote right and yeah. say, I dissent, just vote.
0: Yeah. 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 And, then, you know, no more of that. I hear a lot of like, um, people who will say like oh like it's fine like I'm not going to vote like mine's one vote like it's not going to count but no 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 (laughs) like we all say that like imagine where we'll be you know what I mean it's so important exactly Mm -hmm. Exactly. yeah and just educate yourself as well you know just reading being able to read and educate and listen to people's stories I think it's also extremely important and um You know, it just, it allows you to kind of make your own stance. And I think that, you know, before people do anything and make any comments, I think just like educating yourself is like the first, the first step, you know, but yeah, we're coming up on voting time. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, stress that
0: as much as possible. Awesome. Um, So kind of moving over, I kind of wanted to start talking with you about like some sources of inspiration for you. um, And if you have any specific like dream project or just a major goal that you want to achieve um, within your career at any point.
1: do i have any dream project yes (laughs) Um, a multi-city collective mural campaign with Mm -hmm. a bunch of up-and-coming young creative people of color as artists i love that doing it that's what Mm -hmm. i want like all across the country all across the world even but mm-hmm. I want it to be sanctioned murals and we're all just coming together. So back in Jamaica, back in Jamaica we, we call it a link up where mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of people would get together and we'd like, okay, so this the, the term is running a boat, mm-hmm. but it's really just about like cooking. So you'd have a link up, you'd run a boat and you'd mm-hmm. actually create. So you link up, you cook, you eat, you talk. In coronavirus times, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> <laughs> but, um it, that, that that's what I want. I want to create a lasting artistic impression, um impression. Yeah, I think that. Um, and I know that like I will not live forever, you will not live forever. No one will live forever, but we can leave behind something that will and you yes. will fade, sure, but mm-hmm. what will not fade is what we created and the feeling that it gave us. And mm-hmm. then if we have that feeling, we can pass that on and we can inspire others to pass it on and we can go and keep on going. And that's really just like what I want. I want the mobilization of the creative community. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if I don't live to see that it's prime, mm-hmm. I'd be absolutely fine with that because all I want is just to ensure that you have other young artists out there who can think and say, well, That short girl from Jamaica did it. So I can do it too. That would be amazing. Other young Mm -hmm. persons from Jamaica, from my little rural community of Warsaw, Mm -hmm. who can think, oh, well, she did it and she's from where I'm from. So why not? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, I try to be as selfless as I possibly can with everything that I do. When I try to give opportunities to everybody that I meet, this is like, as, as I mentioned to you before, I don't want to be one of those strict gatekeepers. Like Mm -hmm. I worked hard to be in this job. So I'm not going to allow you to come in or I worked hard to get that gallery to show one of my paintings. So why would Mm -hmm. I give you the person's contact information? Mm -hmm. I don't want to do all of that. Just like, if I can help, I want to help. And at this point, the only thing I have is my voice and my talent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And history has proven that that is enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yeah, 100%. And I want to help you speak that into existence. I think that project <laughs> would be amazing. And I think that it's possible. You know what I mean? I think, especially right now, to gather a group of people, gr- group of creatives even, who would just be willing to participate in that. And I can only imagine if it was something that just stretched across multiple countries or something, right. you know what I mean? That would be incredible. That would be awesome. And I think that's something that yeah. you should definitely work towards because I, you know, that would go down in history for sure. For that would sure. be in history books, so that's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then, um, I, you know, I guess this kind of ties to that, but what message do you hope to leave behind? You know, like you said, like when, you know, when you pass, but your art is still is still there, what do you hope that people take from it when they view it? That they
1: should create unapologetically. Mm-hmm. that's all like as creatives that's all we have
2: mm-hmm. that's
1: all we have is a voice and our challenge mm-hmm. to, to to bring that across so yes. if if nobody takes anything away from me besides the fact that my cat eyes are always amazing <laughs> <I> <laughs> yes <want> queen them, <laughs> I want them to know that they should create unapologetically if they're going to paint it's okay to paint the same thing 20 times if they're going to draw, it's okay to just draw eyes because that's what you love. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to create, do to not to apologize for taking up space yes. because space is there for you. That mm-hmm. is what I want. Create unapologetically. Attach yourself to your work and don't be afraid to say, that is my work mm-hmm. and you're not going to take it from me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fight tooth and nail to mm-hmm. ensure, that my creative expression isn't hijacked.
0: Yes, 100%. That's all I want. I think that's great advice. (laughs) And I think every creative needs to hear that and take that into account. I need to take that into account. Everybody needs to take that into account. It's important. It's really important. Um, And then um, what is like the best advice? I guess this is probably going to be very similar, but what is the best advice you would give to a creative who's just starting out in the industry? Um, Because I know it's very hard to navigate through these times, Mm -hmm. not only through these times, but also just through the... The way that the creative industry is set up now is just like you said, like we've discussed, it's so difficult and it feels so difficult to when you're walking into it, you know? So what is um, like the best piece of advice you would give to someone who's just starting out, who's kind of feeling that, that stress from, you know, the industry as a whole?
1: The best advice that I can give to any creative at any point in my career because I'm still just an artist and starting out also mm-hmm. is to create, create mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. Create full stop, keep creating, because you never know what painting is going to sell where. You never know what painting is going to get you notoriety if that's what you Mm -hmm. want. Mm -hmm. But if you don't create, the time is going to pass anyway. Mm -hmm. Your art will not get better because you didn't practice. Mm -hmm. And the worst they can say is no. Exactly. (laughs) The worst anybody can say is no. Yeah. Exactly. And more often Mm -hmm. than not, people are willing to help before you, like more than you even know.
2: Mm -hmm, but mm
1: -hmm. the advice that I would give is just to create 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 until you feel like you can't create anymore then you take a nap you recharge and you get up and you create again because at the end of the day as creatives that's 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 the only thing we owe to ourselves and that's the only thing we owe to society the only Mm -hmm. thing we owe to society is to exist and our existence is intricately tied to our creation Mm-hmm. and if you feel like you need to create do it even if you don't show anybody even if you rip it off even if you look at it and you think this is crap I yeah. am a crap artist <laughs> know that it's not true that's just your inner goblin telling you that you're crap yeah but all you have to do is just continue to create keep going and eventually you'll find what you want
2: mm-hmm. uh, an
1: issue that I that me saying that actually reminds me of is the fact that as artists we often think that we have to have a personal style
2: mm-hmm. because everybody
1: says, "Oh, yes, well, I you know, struggled with that." Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. She mm-hmm. Frida Kahlo. She did blah 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 blah. And yes, whoever whoever it may be, we often feel like we need to have personal styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reality of that is, not everybody will develop a personal style mm-hmm. because they practice so many different types of art. I don't have a personal style because I paint different things. I draw different things. So it's important to understand that it's okay to not have a personal style. Yes. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that if it is that you do want to develop a personal style, the only way you can do that is by practicing. It's by painting or drawing or doing whatever it is that you want to do until you find something that feels right. Yes. mm mm-hmm. Another thing that I'd want to say to young artists, especially like the, 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 the teenage artists mm-hmm. who are really young and, and really timid about art, um, mm-hmm. is that we're often told that good artists don't copy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's an absolute lie. That's mm-hmm. not be for you to say good artists don't steal. Yes. But copying is absolutely fine because what you're doing is you're trying to learn the fundamentals of whatever it yes. is that you're uh-huh. trying to develop. Mm-hmm. And so find artists that you like, find artists that you want to emulate, and try to understand the techniques that they used, or try mm-hmm. to guess the techniques that they possibly mm-hmm. used. And during all of that, you might invent a new technique. Exactly. You yeah, come you'll up come up with, with your own rendition exactly. of it. Mm-hmm. And so because you can never emulate somebody in their entirety, you mm-hmm. never create the same thing and mm-hmm. so to all the young artists it's okay to look at something and think that is cool I want to try it you don't mm-hmm. have to always come up with these ingenious ideas 24 7 because yeah. reality the, the reality of it is as created that's not ho- that's not how our brain works mm-hmm. and it's- unfair to ourselves to think that that, that, that's how it Yeah,
0: and it's also virtually impossible at this point. I feel like most things, I mean, granted not everything, but have most things have been done. And I feel like because of the fact that, you know, whenever someone created something, let's say, and you see it and you're inspired by it, you're not in the same headspace as that person was when they were creating that, most likely, you know what I mean? Like 99.9% of the time, there's no way that you're having the same exact experience because you're a different person. So I feel like if you're taking that and saying, I'm inspired by this, I'm going to do it, but you're in a completely different headspace and a completely different, have a completely different narrative that you want to get across. All of a sudden yeah. the work's just going to be, it's going to come out your own regardless of yeah. whatever it is, you know, unless you're taking the pen to paper and like exactly <laughs> tracing something, you know, yeah. but um, yeah, I think that's, that's really great advice. And I think you know oftentimes this is the stuff that artists really don't really like to speak about is this is those feelings of like okay well I need to come up with something every day that's like better than like this and this and this you know and that's virtually impossible and it's something that I've struggled with 100% and that you know what you started with by saying that you know everything needs to all go together and you need to have your style like your style is your story <laughs> you know what I mean and like right. um, that can be expressed Lotus. in any way yeah so yeah. I completely agree with that. And that's awesome advice. And I think, um, you know, young people should really pay attention to that because it's just, it's just, it's, I think that's just the best way to get started is just going in, knowing those things and then, you know, everything else will just fall into place. So that's awesome. Exactly. Perfect. And then lastly, just for fun, we've been asking everybody, what's your favorite song right now?
1: <laughs> um, okay, don't judge me, but I've been <laughs> listening to the same, probably like six albums for the last five years. <laughs>
0: you're
1: one of those <laughs> <laughs> no I listen to a lot of sad indie music <laughs>
2: okay I'm all in a for lot, it a
1: lot of duty a lot of hosier um a lot it. of daughter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: however I am Jamaican though so um this summer is summer has ended R. I. P. summer but uh-huh. <laughs> um this young um Caribbean artist called coffee um mm-hmm hopefully other people have heard about her if not she's amazing and she's amazing and so I love her but she created <laughs> this song called Lockdown and it was like about quarantine blah 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 blah, blah. so it's, it's like a really fun summer song and I, I pretty much really love that but to be honest most of my playlists feature the same like 20 songs.
0: <laughs> that's so funny I feel like I get in like ruts like that for like a couple months and then I'm like okay I need
1: to switch it up I'm like going crazy
2: <laughs> but, know, that's but, awesome.
1: some of, but some of the times <laughs> you, you hear songs and the lyrics are just so freaking hard yeah like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. you are spectacular your brain is magnificent mm-hmm. I am jealous of you
0: yeah, I think everybody has those few albums. Right. I definitely have a few albums that, like, no matter what, <laughs> those are my
1: yeah. albums. Like, but yeah, that definitely is the
0: case. Yeah. Well, awesome. Diamond, thank you so much. I think it's been thank so good talking to you. I feel like we really got uh, really deep today, which really makes me really happy. And I feel like we were able to just kind of uncover a lot of stuff that's going yeah. on. Um, in the world and I really hope that everyone listening can kind of take into um, account everything that you're saying because I think you have some really great advice and um, I really hope that everybody enjoyed watching and hearing about Diamond's story. Um, and if you are an artist or if you are have a friend who is an artist who you think would be great and would also contribute some great advice for our community, please send them my way. You can go on our Instagram at Tata Collective and in the bio, there's actually a link to a type form. You can submit an application. Um, so go ahead and send everybody my way. And other than that, um, you can also also text the black heart emoji to 310 9808 and you'll get uh text notifications every single time a new episode goes live and that's every monday wednesday and friday so i'm really looking forward to getting this one all set up and put up and i really hope that people connect with it as much as i did and thank you so much diamond again and thank you everybody for watching and i look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode